Hey everyone, meteorologist Joe Martucci here at the Press of Atlantic City. We're here with another Something in the Air podcast. We're here with Dr. Dave Robinson, New Jersey State Climatologist, like we always do. And you know, July, another month where the first half was one way and the second half was another way. So the first half was on the cooler end. Second half, we did have that heat wave. We also had some cold oceans. We had a little bit of drought to talk about. So another action-packed month for us here. Let's turn it over to Dr. Robinson as we chat about the month that was. All right, everyone. It is the first Wednesday of August here. We are recapping the month of July. And, oh, do we have plenty to talk about here? We have heat. We have upwelling. We have borderline drought, all that stuff. And here to break it down with us, as we do at the top of every month, is New Jersey State Climatologist, Dr. Dave Robinson. Um, Dr. Dave Robinson, we have both been traveling around uh, quite a bit this July. You a little further than me, though. Yeah, I went across the puddle. I, you know, I, I have this uh, propensity of finding the hottest place on the world compared to normal to visit. Uh, last summer, I visited the Pacific Northwest during their all-time heat wave. And last month, I arrived at Heathrow in London on their second hottest day all time, because the next day it was hotter. It ah. got to 104 degrees at Heathrow and several other spots <laughs> in the UK, which shattered the all time. Like 25 stations in England broke the previous single point all time record for our temperature. And Scotland, which we visited later in the trip, got up to about 95 degrees as a spot in Southern Scotland for their hottest all time. So watch out where I'm going next summer because you can be assured it's going to be record heat. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I was actually quite the opposite of you. I was just in Las Vegas uh, the past, the last couple of days in July. And I, we were just looking it up before it was only in the nineties, three days in a row. In fact, on Sunday, the 31st, it was 91 degrees. It was cloudy. There were a couple of showers. In fact, the taxi driver said, now I have to verify this. He said, this is the first time in at least a year that it has been cloudy all day long in Las Vegas. And my cat Autumn here just can't believe it. She had to jump up to uh, to really get a piece of that action there. But yeah, first time in at least a year, it's been cloudy all day. Do, do you buy that? You think that's that's reasonable? No, that's, they did not have a wet winter out there. We know they're in the middle of a major drought. So it would not surprise me that they went that long. Um, you know, it's anecdotal, but interesting nonetheless. I might add that two days after we got to the UK, the, the heat broke. And by the time we were up in northwest Scotland in the <laughs> highlands and along the coast, we the days were in the 50s. Uh, and that's not Celsius. That's Fahrenheit. It was windy in and out rain. Um, we were in rain pants, sweat jacket, uh, you know, uh, hoodies. And uh, it was delightful. It was delightful. I might add, we were there to explore the geology. Yeah. Yeah. Tell of, us about it. Of England and Scotland. So we were way off the beaten track uh, on multiple occasions. So it, it was just wonderful, but wasn't one of those ones where we were spending our time roaming the museums of all the cities. Yes. Yeah, I, I could imagine. It wasn't a, a beach a couple of days either when you're in the 50s over there, I, I could imagine. Although I did see on Google Maps and you told me there are some public beaches in Scotland. I was fishing around in Google Maps. Oh, absolutely. But uh, you have to, you know, 
be very brave to go in that water without a, a wet or dry suit. Um, mm. And it's dangerous, of course, too. Um, and or God, God. No, their their climate world is different than than elsewhere. But you have to remember, we were up in northern Scotland, northwest Scotland, fifty eight degrees north. Um, the sun, yeah. even in late July, the sun was setting at nine thirty in the evening with the adjustment for daylight savings time, which all of the UK goes on during sure. the summer. So, you know, you, you, you said the water here, and that, that was a great segue into our first real topic here for this oh. podcast, which is the yeah. upwelling that we've had for, and really specifically the second half of July. Um, there were multiple days, and I'm looking at the calendar as I'm, as I'm chatting with you here. Uh, we had July 22nd, the 24th, and I believe the 25th, where water temps were all in the 50s in Atlantic City, which is, you know, uh, below average, well below average, and had a lot of people scratching their heads saying, well, what the heck? We have a heat wave inland. We had an eight-day heat wave. We'll talk about that. But the ocean is so cold, and it's really been like that um, even well, like to the 31st of July. So, you know, what's going on here? What's upwelling? How does it happen? And and more specifically, I've heard a couple of people, right? They say, well, it wasn't like this that Asbury Park, but it was like this in LBI. Is there something to that? Yeah, there's something to all that. Um, it, it, it's strange, but true. But the hottest weather along the Jersey coast usually results in the coldest surf temperatures. And that has to do with the upwelling you were talking about in something called Ekman divergence or whatever. Uh, but what happens your hotter weather generally has southerly winds, and those southerly winds come up the coast, particularly even if they're southwesterly winds, because if you look at the southern half of the Jersey coast, it's kind of got a southwest to northeast little trajectory to it. Sure. Um, and what it does is it pulls, the wind kind of pushes offshore. So as it comes up the coast, kind of pushes the ocean water offshore, and that allows the colder water from beneath to come up to the surface. So when the winds are blowing from the northwest, they push the water in towards the shore, and you have some of your warmest surf temperatures. So it, it's, it's this inverse situation that we see time and again, and it does differ from the south to the north coast because of the orientation of the south and, and North Coast. So it stands to reason they don't always join in concert with one another, both for surf temperatures, but also, as we, we've talked about before, um, for onshore sea breezes. Yeah. Uh, can really vary up and down the coast. And it just, just a slight change in the compass direction of the winds can make all the difference. And, and we saw that in spades. And it kept the temperatures along the coast in the atmosphere down witness that it was hardly above normal at the atlantic city marina station yeah yeah it was it, it wasn't it was really fairly seasonable there and you know you say that the wind that slight change in wind direction i just think back to so many times when we used to go on family vacation to the shore and you would be there in the afternoon and you get a little turn in the wind you get that hot air blowing and then you know five minutes later it's pulled right off the ocean it's just cold and it's like it's just it's just interesting to see, you know, how how varied, you know, your weather could be in such a short period of time. But, you know, I want to say one more thing with the upwelling here. This was from Jim Everwine, somebody we know very well. My one of my two weather parents alongside with you. Um, he actually said in nine, I think it was August 1988, 
that the water temperatures in Atlantic City got into the upper 40s from severe upwelling. I don't know if you remember that, but that was something that he pointed out to me when we were talking about this. Yeah, 88, I was actually at the National Climate Data Center down in Asheville, North Carolina, up in the mountains, where we actually had a cooler summer up there than up here in New Jersey. Uh, mm. 88 was a hot summer across the country. It was a dry one in the center part of the country. It's uh, when Yellowstone had major fires. Uh, that was quite a notable summer. And it was very warm up here in the mid-Atlantic, which right. makes plenty of sense. Yeah. Jim's uh, hey, never listen. wrong. Jim's yeah. never wrong. No, right? Jim, Jim does the stuff. He actually sent me an email with this upwelling paper he did when he was at the National Weather Service. I got a pick at at some point here. But yeah, it was just, you know, people telling me they were surfing with boots, you know, like those wetsuit yeah. boots that they had. And, you know, uh, right now, as we're talking, water temps are well into the 60s. Hopefully it stays that way because I would, I would like to uh, get a few 70s here uh, in the next couple of days. But yeah. let's start at the temperatures here. Um you know, it, uh, like you like we already alluded to, the shore fairly seasonable due to those sea breezes. Inland, a little bit of a different story, although I will say the first half of July, relatively below average here. We had a number of days that were below average. But once we got to July, um, again, I got to look at my notebook here, 20th, nope, 20, nope, 18th. There we go. Third time's a charm. Uh, we went eight consecutive days at Atlantic City International Airport with temperatures in the 90s. Now, that constitutes a heat wave. A heat wave is three or more days of 90 degree or greater heat. It was our longest heat wave at uh, ACY since a stretch from June to July back in 19. And here goes Rex, my other cat here. They're all loving me today. I put them inside and, you know, they just stay here. Here we go, Rex. Look, everybody, we can say hi to Rex here. He's hanging out. But anyway, back in the 19 um, or 2018 was the last time that we were um, had a heat wave that long. Um, we did end up getting to 99 degrees once here, um, but in South Jersey, it was cooking and there were a number of days that were quite humid as well here. So that really helped to counterbalance that relatively cooler start to July that we had. Yeah. And, and the, uh, the, the, uh, airport came out 1.9 degrees above normal for the month. And that's based on the 1991 to 2020 normals which we know were the warmest going well back in time. So I, I checked it out this morning. You may not look. That was the sixth warmest July on record at the airport. No, now, I didn't get there yet. Records only go back to 1958. Um, but it, it was pretty warm inland. But the sea breezes, and remember, those sea breezes get cooled by the, the air gets cooled by the water moves over. And that water it moved over was cold from the upwelling. So quite quite a difference um, just in miles from the coast uh, and inland. And and you mentioned the humidity, which is interesting because you had enough moisture down in there in parts of the south to keep it humid. Um, but in areas where it was drier, the the with less precipitation and very dry grounds, humidity was a little bit lower, but the atmospheric temperatures were considerably higher. Sure. And, you know, like we talk about, oftentimes, it was also the overnight warmth that that drew in the warmer than average uh, month here. I'm looking at ACY right now. It was the fifth warmest July when you look at those overnight lows here. Um, we didn't get to that elusive 80 degree mark, uh, but we did get plenty of nights well into the 70s as well at Atlantic City International and Millville as well during that time. And I, I always like to, you know, we always like to talk about those overnight minimums because, 
you know, sleeping without air conditioning when temperatures are that warm. I mean, you just did it in uh, in uh, Great Britain. You were saying, you know, it's it's tough to sleep, and that that can cause some health problems as well. Yeah, um, Fortescue and our our weather network. Fortescue had two days in July where their low was eighty degrees. Okay, and that's because Delaware Bay is cooking. Um, yeah, they don't get that up all or anything. So that's indicative of just how warm it's been in that near that water body. Yeah. Hey, I was just in the Delaware Bay last week before I went to Las Vegas. We were in Greenwich. We did a video on commercial crabbers for um, my video series that I do during the summer here. And uh, you were on the bay. There was no upwelling there. Like you said, it was plenty warm and uh, uh, plenty of crabs, too, I might add, as uh, well. Little did I know. Um, crabs are actually not that good in Maryland this uh, summer. So the Jersey crabs are really getting a premium price. So go us. Well, you know, we're always crabbing in New Jersey. So I guess that's good. I guess that, that we'll take that as a good thing here. Um, and then going, just going back to the shore here, uh, again, fairly seasonable. Um, you know, looking at our, our records at Atlantic City Marina, which is really our, our main site at the shore here. Um, we did wind up, like I said, close to the seasonable level for AC uh, Marina, just kind of pulling up some stats right now. Um, you know, we were 0.5 degrees above the 91 to 2020 average year. Um, only one day reached 90 degrees. And that actually wasn't during the heat wave. That was on July 14th. Um, and if memory serves me right, that was a day where we had straight west or northwest winds that pushed that heat. So, again, going back to this ocean. It's very, um, I guess, maybe convoluted is the right word. When you think the wind, oh, south, southwest winds, going to be a hot day at the beach, not so fast. Really, you're, you know, northwest, west winds could be yeah. your hottest days at the shore. Well, this past Saturday was an example of that. I remember um, sitting up at my computer catching up after getting home the day before and um, um, seeing that the sea breeze kicked in at LBI finally. But it was pretty warm along the coast. Um, you know, that half degree above normal, as you mentioned, was 91 to 2020. Well, we have records, as you know, back to 1874 um, at the marina. Yeah. And it was oh, yeah. their 29th warmest July. <laughs> but compare that to the airport, which was its sixth warmest now back to 1958. And you can see how it was a really interesting contrast between the near coast and inland this month. Sure. And, you know, got to, got to attribute it to the ocean. Yeah. L last question before we get wrapped up with this half here, I need a letter grade for our short summer weekend weather report card. I wasn't around. We have any uh, suggestions here for our last weekend in July? <laughs> and I, said, I didn't pay as much attention as I could have not being outside much this weekend, <laughs> but it was a good weekend. It, it, it was a good weekend. And as usual, uh, a dry weekend of late. Yes. Um, it would be probably in the A range, as I recall. Listen, you're the one who gives out grades more often than me. So if you're okay. saying that's an A, that's good with me. We're putting it on there. That's our second A of the summer so far. We're actually on pretty good pace, according to my uh, uh, subjective scale. Um, it's about a 3.3 GPA so far. I'll have to see what this uh, A does for us. But let's take a break. We'll come back on the other side. We got to talk about precipitation. We got to talk about drought. Uh, we'll talk about hurricane season two. You're listening to the Something in the Air podcast.
Welcome back, everybody, to the Something in the Air podcast. New episodes, the first and third Wednesdays of the month here. First Wednesday of the month, like we're doing right now. Recapping the month of weather that was with New Jersey State Climatologist, Dr. Dave Robinson. And that means we have to talk about how dry it was during the month of July here. Now, when we talk about precipitation this month, we're going to intertwine that with drought. Not that South Jersey is in an official drought, but there are other parts of New Jersey that are in a what we classify moderate drought. That is the, uh, we'll say the second highest, or excuse me, second lowest of five levels of drought. Um, Dr. Robinson will talk more about that. Um, but one thing I do want to say before we get into the, the drought situation was what a difference, you know, a matter of miles makes with precipitation during the summer months because. Atlantic City International Airport had 4.76 inches of rain, about average, a little bit above. Meanwhile, you go to the marina over at the coast, seven, maybe you know, nine miles east of that, and you're at 2.20 inches of rain, and that's well below average. And mind you, the average at the coast is lower than the airport. So anyway, with that being said, let's talk about precipitation for the month, and then let's get into drought um, secondly. Yeah, uh... As you said, summertime, we didn't have a tropical system come up to soak the entire state. So it was the hit or miss storms. And there were a lot more misses this month than hits. But if you happen to be in that area that got under one of those storms, you picked up an inch, two inches in just a matter of a half an hour or an hour. Uh, But those areas were less common than we see in in most July. So um, we're coming statewide. We're going to be below normal for precip this month, probably about the 15th driest uh, July, going back to 1895. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to be about the ninth warmest statewide, but you can see hot and dry. But if you were in the right spot, and Atlantic City Airport was one of those spots, um, there you are. Um, Galloway was the wettest spot in Atlantic County, according to our Cocoraz reports, at 5.35 inches. But just not that far away, as you said, in Estelle Manor, yeah, it was 1.45 inches for the month. So what a variation. Now, to go down yeah. to Cape May, there's a lot more uh, commonality. Um, lower Township and up in Woodbine, they got to 2.46 for the month for the wettest locations. But Sea Isle City at 1.79 was the driest. So they were below average. But it was pretty close together as you went in Cape May. But Ocean County, um, up in, in Ocean, you had un- incomplete records from um, from uh, Barnegat. Um, but they were 3.96. But they had a little bit more than that. But they didn't report every day. Uh, Long Beach Township at 301 did report every day. But you go north to Lakewood, 0.68 inches. Ooh. For one of the driest spots in the state, it wasn't the driest spot in the state, but it was one of the driest spots. So a real difference as you went up the parkway uh, through Ocean County, Monmouth County, very dry. Then you go up into Middlesex, very dry, uh, Union dry. Uh, Bergen County was on the wet side. So it is a very interesting dispersion of, of um, precipitation totals during the course of the month. But overall, the state was dry. Yeah. Uh, and that's impartially helped to lead to why it was so hot as well. Um, yeah. Just kind of looking back at some of these events we had, the one that sticks out to me, at least from a, 
our neck of the woods in this corner of state perspective was July 25th. Uh, the airport picked up 3.15 inches of rain. Now, here's the interesting thing. It broke a daily record, though it was a little bit of low-hanging fruit. Uh, the previous record, I don't have it off the top of my head, but it was about one and a half. But it actually more than doubled the next highest rainfall total we've seen this year. Um, just to give an idea of how relatively dry it's been, because, and now we'll transition to drought, down here, Atlantic, Cape, Cumberland, there was a period of time during the spring where we were in that moderate drought or that first stage of drought um at the four levels um so we haven't really had too much of the big rains until you get some of these summertime thunderstorms now going into drought we are in a moderate drought and there's four different stages moderate severe extreme and exceptional that runs from about hunterton county over to uh somerset northern middlesex most of union part of essex and hudson county but for us down here, we're in this abnormally dry stage, which, um, you know, and Dr. Robinson can explain a little bit better, kind of a transition stage between no drought and drought here. And we've been in that for quite some time here um, and actually stems still from that drought, the official drought that we were in during the spring. So just want to make sure I was all kosher on that info and then feel free to uh, chime on in. Yeah, you, you are. And and we just haven't been able to crack it with enough rain to get out of D1 or D0 in, in the south since since the spring. But it has gotten better just waiting for a couple soakers to get out. Now, Southern Ocean County and around Atlantic City, we're in D0 and we're going to pull them out of D0 this this week. It's just a small sliver along the northern end of that D0 because of the rain we saw at Galloway and at the airport and so on and so forth. Um, but up north, it's a different thing. We've pulled Bergen County out of D0. Sussex County never quite got in it, but the northern highlands are D0. And then it gets down to, you mentioned, um, 100 in Somerset. Um, Middlesex Union. And now we're going to see it by the time people listen to this, maybe. I don't know if you're releasing this on it'll be Wednesday. So we have Wednesday. some breaking news coming. Yeah. Well, you heard you it here know, first. Yeah. So let's say you didn't hear it here. Right. The, the Thursday map, um, which comes out Thursday morning, is going to bring D1 down into uh, Monmouth County, throughout Middlesex County, even a little bit of northern Mercer County. Um, and that's based on 30-day rainfall that is well below 25% of normal. So this is a flash drought, if you will, um, something that comes on during the summer when you have a lot of heat, you're, you're desiccating the ground, the soil moisture quickly drops, um, fire danger rises, the rivers start running below average. It doesn't mean the reservoirs are emptying. Um, we're in, so it's not hydrologic in that water resource sense. Um, in some cases, you can't pump the water out of the ground fast enough to get it to the customers because they're using so much on their lawns and gardens. So we're getting into a, a little bit of a precarious um, position in the central part of the state um, because it's been so very dry. Um, numerous spots an inch under an inch of rainfall for July when normal is between four and a half and five inches. Uh, June wasn't all that wet, particularly the second part. So we're running deficits of five plus inches of rain just over the last 60 days. 
And with that, I can attest looking out my campus window, I see nothing but total brown with the, the lawns there. And there are trees on my walk out to the parking lot that are losing their leaves. Um, younger trees are losing their lives, it looks like, uh, and shallow rooted trees um, are losing their leaves as well. So it, it's it's pretty dramatic in, in yeah. some respects here, but it's a small area and that's the important part. This isn't a statewide issue in, in a large sense at this point. It's really concentrated uh, kind of along the 287 and then out 78 kind of corridor through that area. And now shifting a little south. So we're going to really have to keep our eye on it. Um, we don't have to make up a five-inch deficit to get out of this. I want to make that clear. Uh, you don't want to do that, frankly, especially all at once. But you need to start getting more timely average rainfall and then you start seeing right. it green up again. Um, you probably start seeing the temperatures fall some too, because compared to normal, the central part of the state has been the hottest uh, in recent weeks, um, with a, the 100 degree mark being hit four or five times at some stations in central Jersey. And, and just real quick before we turn to hurricane season. Um, since we were in South Jersey in a moderate drought earlier and now parts of Central Jersey are, yes, I said Central Jersey. Um, how often do we get a moderate drought? What's the or what's the likelihood of seeing that in any given year? Yeah, that, that's a great question. And, you know, this is all somewhat subjective because you're looking at so many different indicators of drought and there's so many different types of drought. Um, but a D1 or this moderate drought, I would like to call it a mild drought, if you will. Um, it's about every 10 years, you might see something like that. A D0 every couple to handful of years. So it's not that unusual, not that exceptional. When you get up to D3s and D4s, you're talking about once in 25, 50 years, or even beyond that. So that's when conditions get really dire. So this is something, you know, once a decade, um, maybe uh, a, a little rarer than that. So mm -hmm. um, that, that's the situation there. Nothing, nothing of great concern at this point, but one should always conserve water. And this just reminds us that we really have to be careful with our use of water. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we got about 90 seconds left here. Just want to talk about hurricane season. Uh, August, we do start to ramp up and ramp up quickly. Thankfully, uh, we have been pretty quiet across the Atlantic. Uh, if you're listening to this, you know, in early August, still looking to be relatively quiet now. Um, for Jersey, you know, what do you think in terms of how we're going to progress through the rest of the season? Um, in relation to La Nino or El Nino here. We are in a La yeah, Nino. I mean, we've had three very weak storms so far in the Atlantic Basin. The Eastern Pacific Basin has been a little more active. Um, yeah, right now there's dust coming off the African continent, which warms the upper atmosphere and suppresses the rising motions. Uh, the trade winds are pretty strong. Um, pressures are on the higher side. Um, we're in a, if at best, we're in a very weak La Nina, but the outlooks all suggest that it's going to be a pretty active season. And as you said, it's early. Um, this is the first time in like five years we haven't had a hurricane by 
the first of August in the Atlantic Basin. They've all been tropical storms thus far. But we may be singing a very different tune when we get together at the beginning of September. So don't let your guard down. Their suggestion is it was going to be an active season. There's a potential still there for it to be active. The ocean temperatures are above normal throughout the Atlantic. Um, So keep an eye on things right now tranquil but remember the peak of the tropical season in the atlantic is the first two weeks of september so we've got a long ways to go yeah we have a long ways to go and uh hopefully when we come back in september it's quiet but like you said more than likely we'll probably be talking about something uh spinning around Thank you again to Dr. Robinson for talking to us all about the month of July. There was heat, there was cold waters, there was drought. Hopefully the month of August will not be as extreme, although it does look to be on the warmer end. We'll be back with you on August the 17th, guests to be determined. And then we'll be back with you with Dr. Robinson the first Wednesday in September, September the 7th. So book a calendar for the next couple of weeks. We'll have more with you on the Something in the Air podcast. Until then, everybody, take care, and we'll talk to you soon.